0: Hello, and welcome to Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin, and this is my co-host, Joey. Hey, how's it going? And today, we are joined by riddle expert, Anthony. Anthony, welcome back to Affable Chat. Riddle me this, Affable Chat. Well said. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, Anthony, one of our most recurring guests, we're happy to have him back today because... Today, we're talking about The Batman. How
1: hell are you supposed to be? I'm
0: vengeance. This
2: is a gritty, dark, American, dark, superhero,
0: dark, crime,
2: dark, thriller.
0: Directed by Matt Reeves. The
2: cast includes Twilight Guy, Angel Salvador, Marvel's The Watcher, A Lobster, Paul Sunday, and Agent I'm Below the Scrotum, Simmons.
0: I watched this movie in theaters and also on HBO Max. Joey, how did you watch it?
2: I watched it in theaters and also on HBO Mid. Somehow, it's even worse than it's been in the last couple of times I watched movies. <laughs> I know I talk about this every single time, but I, honestly, I feel like the app is getting worse. I have had a harder time connecting to it. It keeps telling me that I'm like out of like you know my connection's bad and all this stuff. Um, I was going through all these different methods of controlling the, the screen and going back and forth. Like I had Google home was open at one point. I had the notification bar was working, but that wasn't syncing up with the app. It was a mess. It was a total mess. I hate this app. I have always hated it. Screw you. At HBO Max.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what about you, Anthony? How did you watch this movie? I also saw it in theaters and on HBO mid. It was honestly this time I didn't have any problems with HBO. I I was happy. I was like, with looking the way Netflix is in shambles right now, I was like, "Wow, HBO Max stock on the rise." They actually have something I want. I want to watch.
2: I mean, they did have. They always have stuff I want to watch, but they it's hard to watch it.
0: (laughs) I had like a uh, like a full
3: stop. Like like it would just completely froze on one screen, but that like made me find an Easter egg. Oh, was, like kind of low key. Cool. So I was like, I guess this, works. that's
2: yeah. not
0: a bug. That's a feature.
2: That's, that's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly right. I literally wrote in my notes just in the middle of the script. Just, I hate HBO max so much. Just like in all caps. <laughs> Cause at that point, they had cut out so completely. I had to restart like my whole Chromecast. Yeah, it was a mess. So, um, uh, Yeah, absolutely. Bringing the movies to, bringing the authentic theater experience to my living room (laughs) by making it absolutely horrendous (laughs) and and a chore to sit through.
0: Well, that's how we watched it. Uh, Let's move forward and talk about the events in this movie with the synopsis that Joey wrote. Joey, go ahead.
2: Gotham's crime wave is unceasing and increasing. It seems the only thing standing in its way is the Batman, a mysterious figure who uses darkness, an explosion-resistant suit, and a grappling hook to fight low-level thugs in the streets. When his symbol is in the air, fear spreads in the hearts of criminals throughout the city. But is he enough?
0: The latest problem for Gotham's impotent police force is someone calling himself the Riddler. He is killing high-ranking members of the city's government and leaving mysterious clues for the Batman himself. The caped crusader and Lieutenant Gordon work together to decipher the clues, hoping to catch the Riddler before he can get to his next victim. But the Riddler is always at least one step ahead.
3: Through his investigation, the Batman works with a burglar with a lot of cats named Selina Kyle and interrogates a shady businessman and drug dealer nicknamed the Penguin. It becomes clear nobody wants to talk, and nobody has the full story. After the Riddler kills the mayor, the police commissioner, and the DA, our mysterious criminal mastermind goes after Bruce Wayne. And here is where things get complicated.
2: You see, many years ago, Bruce Wayne's mother... Martha Arkham's parents died in a tragic murder-suicide. Martha spent years in and out of institutions to recover, but once she got out, she married Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne was running for mayor and had this $1 billion donation fund he was gifting to the city to aid with public works. However, the tragic story of his wife's troubled past was threatening to resurface. What happens next depends on who you ask, but according to Alfred, Thomas Wayne was worried about what the negative press would do to his wife, so in desperation, he hoped to pay off the reporter. The reporter refused, so Wayne went to Carmine Falcone. Falcone is a notorious and powerful undercity boss who happens to owe Thomas Wayne a massive favor for saving his life. Falcone kills the reporter on behalf of Wayne, but this was not what Wayne wanted. He threatens Falcone with the law, and so Falcone kills him and his wife.
0: Now the Riddler wants Thomas' son, Bruce, to pay too. The Wayne's billion-dollar donation to the city has been used and abused by Falcone to bribe everyone in the city. With Thomas Wayne out of the way and a huge pile of money easily accessible, Falcone became the most powerful person in Gotham. All of the Riddler's victims worked with Falcone to give him this power, and the Riddler wants to take it all away. However, the Riddler's mail bomb to Bruce Wayne only puts Alfred in the hospital. Bruce, of course, is out being Batman. But there is one more clue for the bat to track down. You are El Rata
3: Alata, the rat with wings. The Riddler wants the Batman to uncover Falcone and bring him to justice. But there is another wrinkle to this story. Selina Kyle, Batman's ally, is Falcone's daughter. She hates him and wants to kill him. But before she can, the bat convinces her to let him live and to see justice served. They drag Falcone out of his hiding place to the waiting arms of the police, where he's promptly shot by the Riddler.
2: Our criminal mastermind allows himself to be captured and requests an audience with the Batman. Behind safety bars, the Riddler laments that he never caught Bruce Wayne, but hopes Batman will finish the job. And he reveals there is another stage to his plan. He is going to flood Gotham and kill as many people as possible. Bombs all along Gotham's seawall explode and water rushes into the city. Everyone flees to the city center and the Gotham Central Garden Stadium.
0: The Riddler has set up a network of like-minded extremists who all gather at the stadium with rifles to pick people off in the crowd. Before they get far, Batman arrives and kicks some ass. Together with Lieutenant Gordon and Selina Kyle, he thwarts the Riddler's extremists. While helping in the flood recovery effort, Batman reflects on the impact his fear-based tactics have had on Gotham, and he realizes he must change his ways if he's going to lead Gotham into a new era of hope. The End.
2: Simple, really. I mean, no no confusion whatsoever in that.
0: And so expertly condensed by Joey. Thank you for that. We're going to begin our conversation about this film with our pros and our cons. Anthony, what did you like about The Batman? I think The Batman has some of the best
3: cinematography that I've seen in a majority of the Batman films. Like very cool shots through and through. Um, A lot of unique shots as well. And, uh, and accompanied by that is an amazing soundtrack where it has its themes played throughout for different characters and different sequences where you didn't think the theme would be there, but it is. Um, I also like the amount of lighting used, Specifically, the bisexual lighting—it's uh, very pink, very blue. <laughs> is that something I can say? Can I say bisexual lighting? Is that still absolutely? A thing? You sure okay, can. you can definitely put that in your pros. Um,
2: I put it in my cons. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: it has amazing acting throughout. Colin Farrell is amazing. He is the best penguin on screen, uh, obviously since Danny DeVito. And it definitely has my favorite Batmobile. Oh, it's so cool! I, I, when I first. When you first hear the Batmobile, like in the in that penguin chase scene, I was like geeking out in my seat, like I was just like squirming at like the oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, this Batmobile is so cool. And uh, and my last pro is Zoe Kravitz's triceps. There's a scene where she's like posted up, like like look, because you could see she's like looking in the mirror at Batman with her like his cool technology. contact contact lenses yeah Yeah. his cool contact lenses and uh and dude her triceps are she's like totally jacked like like, (laughs) nice triceps they're just nice to look at do you want me to play the batman the batmobile noises oh yeah definitely Okay, when yeah. it comes to a screeching halt like that, I literally like because again, squirming in my seat, I was like, <laughs> I was like, it came to a stop. Ah! Oh, oh, oh!
1: <laughs>
3: just like, uh oh. but and, like, what, like, and that's just a good example of like how the how they use the soundtrack and sounds within the movie to like. Help build tension. Like it's already an insanely tense scene, but the reveal of the Batmobile is so cool because it happens so late in the movie. He's mostly riding around on a bike, which mm-hmm. is not even like the bat bike. It's like just a street bike.
2: Yeah. No, it's really cool. Those are all my pros. What about you, Joey? What I liked about this movie it's methodical, it's patient, and it's just really, really cool. Um, it's a really well-told story that gives you a lot to chew on. Um, I like this concept of the Batman a lot. Um, I think the Riddler was a really great villain, something that I, I didn't think was possible personally. Um, Robert Pattinson does a, a tremendous job as the Batman. Uh, he, I actually counted, and he's his, the top half of his face is only visible for 25 minutes out of this movie. You counted? <laughs> it's three hours long. Yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> what do you mean you counted? <laughs> you have a stopwatch? Like on? a timer going?
2: I went through and, you know, uh, scrubbed through it and found the times when he was on he's screen. He's crunching the numbers. And then, wow. And then put it into Excel and multiplied and then divided. Yeah. <laughs> um, the suit, I think it looks amazing. I really like all of the suit stuff uh, when he's like, you know, walking into a big uh, pile of criminals and all punching him or shooting him. It just looks amazing. Um, at times, this movie is hysterical. It's I'm laughing out loud at some of the stuff that happens. I think it's really funny. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I have to say that we definitely did not need another Batman movie, but if we're going to make a Batman movie, I'm happy with the one that we got. I think this is good, uh, a good addition to the Batman mythos, um, cinematically. What about you, Benjamin?
0: Well, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you guys have said. I, one of the things I really like about this movie is it feels like that it feels realistic without completely losing the whimsy of this being a superhero movie. Uh, I love Paul Dano's Riddler. And in a similar sense, like he is very realistic kind of like could exist kind of in real life, but also does this like silly rhyming clues thing, you know, (laughs) where it's like, it's still kind of campy and, and like gets a question mark like latte foam art when he goes to the diner it's like okay but that's what makes it fun that's why it's batman and it's not like you know you could have a a realistic batman where he doesn't even dress up as anything he just wears an armored suit and like a juggernaut kind of guy right you but you include all these fun uh aspects that make it batman Leap motif. You guys, Anthony talked a little bit about the use of sound in this film and especially the Ave Maria stuff. I love how... Sometimes it's just straight up playing Ave Maria, but then other times it's like very subtly like drawn out, slowly being played in the background. And it's like, oh, something's going to happen with the Riddler. Something, this is a leitmotif. And uh, we like, have a very firm stance on leitmotifs on this podcast, which is that we're big fans. So I loved <laughs> to see that or to hear that rather. I felt like uh, they did a good job of building up our characters we had a lot of time to do that. So I'm glad that we got to know a lot of characters. Uh, like Anthony said, interesting cinematography from the very beginning, where we had like the binoculars kind of view. It's, it, this movie really uh, had a lot of intention with how it was showing things to you. The hand-to-hand combat looked great. Batman looked awesome, punching people, uh, especially in, when he first goes into the club and he's kind of beating up all those guys lots of takes that are long enough to let you see the action not jump cutting everywhere to imply action you're actually getting to see these fists connect with people it's very cool and then even though it's harder to see the muzzle flash hand-to-hand combat scene was amazing oh yeah so amazing i loved that and i i i really appreciate when they in any action in a like not just in an action movie but any movies that have hand-to-hand combat where they actually let you see it instead of doing it all with camera tricks so that was cool gotta have grappling hook action and this batman used his grappling hook on multiple occasions love to see it uh the car the car chase scene was very memorable and um i think it sets up well for the next film without going overboard and not making this film about anything it's not just a setup film it's a movie that planned to have a sequel which i enjoy sure Now let's move on to our cons. Anthony, what did you not like about the Batman? Um, First off, HBO mid.
3: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like not, I hate when I watch stuff on HBO Max. Um, The uh, one thing we mentioned it in the genre, this movie is very dark. You can pretty much only watch it in the dark. (laughs) I, I, I started watching it like as soon as I got off work, which is right in the middle of the afternoon and I like couldn't do it. Like, I was like, I can't even see anything that's going on. Most of the movie takes place in the dark. I mean, it's Batman. It's going to happen. But um, and then I also felt like towards the end, there was a little like left to be desired. Like, I wasn't crazy about the Riddler suddenly being like, oh, yeah, I'm blowing up the seawalls. I felt like that was kind of a left turn. I'm cool with it now on the rewatch. But when I first watched it, I was like, oh, that seemed like kind of out of nowhere. Um, And then... Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. That's that's all I have for cons.
0: What about you, Joey? What did you not like about the Batman?
2: I completely agree, at least with your first watch, Anthony. I think the fourth act of this movie where it they flood the city is completely unnecessary with the shooty guys and stuff. Don't really understand what the point of that was or how it tied into anything. I was really up I was really into it up to that point. And then yeah, it just feels like, okay, I guess we're gonna have some big set piece action scene at the end. Uh, because we have to I yes guess. sorry it's just just to like
3: jump into like i also didn't really care for like like the riddler's master plan is him ending up in prison like that just seems yeah. so like bizarre like if well he says he says he wants to be in prison because that's the safest place right
2: mm, okay. maybe he has a
3: plan to get out
0: maybe well uh, maybe he thinks a, batman will get him out well it's the safest place from the flood right that was what right. he was implying it was from And it's like, what about just going to a different city? Yeah. Like, yeah. What about just not
3: (laughs) being in that area at all? You know, (laughs) I don't know. Like like, he could have gotten away with it if he really wanted to.
2: Yes, absolutely. And he would have been mostly right. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) the the whole like, oh, we're going to flood the city and kill all these random civilians in Gotham like really undercuts all of the like oh i'm here to root out the corruption in the city
3: you know what i mean the the, on especially on the first watch i was definitely like a a riddlerist like i i was (laughs) (laughs) i was so for like i was like yes the government is corrupt like kid like get these (laughs) sheep out of here you know
2: yeah yeah um this movie is way too long uh it you know it takes a lot of effort for me to even hit play on it just because i'm like all right what time is it seven o'clock am i gonna watch this and go to sleep <laughs> i guess so um i jeffrey wright is doing the batman voice and he's not even batman he's constantly like batman come over here yeah i, found a clue. I thought you called the signal i thought you called signal <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, honestly, like, the more I think about this movie, the more I'm like, why do we make this again? Why, why, are we, why is this movie being made? It, I think it spends its entire runtime justifying itself. And I don't even think it does a very good job of that. <laughs> I think that the conclusion that you reach at the end of the movie, that Batman reaches at the end of the movie, is the wrong conclusion. And uh, I'll probably talk about that for an hour, so we'll, we'll talk about that later.
0: <laughs> de- okay, I definitely uh, want to get in, uh, into that, um, oh, but yeah, well, I guess I'll save it. Um, I think that one of the problems with this movie is that the dialogue is so important, and if you miss any of it, you're kind of screwed, and it's kind of hard to hear the dialogue. Especially when I was in the theater, I, de- I completely missed some really important stuff that I, that I caught in the rewatch, and that made it so much clearer and um honestly the solution to that now that it's out on hbo max is just watch it with subtitles i i feel like that instantly yep. solved my problem but my first watch through in the theater i missed so much on the falcone like whole thing i didn't know what drops were when they're first talking about the like you hear the debate going on at the beginning they're talking about how like the economy's not great and like this renewal fund and drops and i i was like oh this is supposed to be generic like political argument not anything i'm supposed (laughs) to actually care about and then when i rewatched i was like oh this is like saying so much important stuff but it's like at like a medium volume when you're first watching it i thought i couldn't glean the things i needed to glean from it so that made it difficult and honestly made the first watch in the theater. Um, I came out pretty disappointed, but at the same time knowing that I had missed something.
2: I feel like the plot's pretty complicated, but I don't think it's that hard to understand. Um, especially the whole like political drama and how Falcone and Macaroni or whatever his name is <laughs> and um, uh, the, the, the Waynes... And all of the other, you know, high powered people in the city, how they're all connected. I thought that, I thought I, I even though you tell, it, you, they're told, you tell it, you're told that story three different times from three different pers- perspectives, I feel like I got a pretty good sense of what was going on and why things were going in the direction they were going. I did not understand at all the whole rat thing and didn't, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. And I even paused it the second time and I was like, wait a second, am I missing something here? And I went back and re- like I had to open up HBO Max and then wait 30 minutes for it to reconnect to my TV. And then it was able to hit uh, back 15 seconds. And then I was able to watch it again and realize, no, I didn't miss anything. It's just not very well explained why he's called the rat or what the rat is supposed to represent or whatever. So, yeah, I think that there's elements of this that are confusing, but ultimately I feel like it's it sets up this grand narrative that I felt like was really paid off really well. I feel like it gave it a sense of scale that I really, was appropriate i completely um,
0: um, agree on the rewatch catching all the details in the dialogue i was like oh my gosh i love this this is great and i don't I know think
2: this movie's well written i really do yeah
0: it just reminds me of watching um just christopher nolan films because in general when i watch a christopher nolan film i'm like automatically subtitles on because there's going to be little things you're gonna have that are muttered and you gotta hear them and otherwise you're not gonna catch the big reveal or the or understand the big reveal so uh um, yeah yeah yeah, i had that i think we've covered that and then i agree with you it's too long i could have watched this movie in fact i kind of watched this movie in like three big chunks and i think if they just if this was straight to hbo max which would never happen but if it was just released uh you could release it as like episodic uh three one hour episodes where they they go through the same story yeah i i, do, I, I agree with do
3: that. you guys always do subtitles or are you like depends on the movie situation depends for me. i
2: i do um subtitles every time i watch a movie for the podcast i
3: like i i do subtitles for everything all the time except for like sports stuff because i really don't care what commentators have to say yeah i
2: don't think it works well for comedies honestly mm. because delivery You're right. matters so that's much. true that's true and so I, I definitely turn it off whenever I'm watching, like, a stand-up or anything. But if, um, yeah, usually if I'm watching something on my own, I'll turn the subtitles off because I'm like, I'm not dedicating as much attention to this as I normally do. Mm.
0: It's, um, <laughs> yeah, up. I I generally lean towards it. Um, I was recently watching Harry Potter with subtitles, and some characters have names that you would never know have names. Like, there was, I think his name, it was like they're like in some city and there's like death eaters everywhere. And like death eater number one, death eater number six, and then death eater Ian is like, hey, what was that? You know, and like you never see death eater Ian again or hear from him. But like, that, but he's a legend. His name is Ian.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Transcended the number system. He's got a real name. He's got a
3: real name. (laughs) Um, Just to like, I I don't know if I need need to shed light on it, but like the whole rat thing is that um, Carmine Falcone like worked with the police to take down Salvatore Maroni, so it's like he right, was right. The, so, the person who ratted so on, like, on the whole thing, right? Okay, I understand that part, but
2: why is it so? Why is it? Why does Batman think it's such it's going to be such a problem if they expose who the rat is to the city? He's like he's talking to um, Lieutenant Gordon, and he's like they they have some sort of confidential informant and and Lieutenant Gordon's like yeah I know about that like I, but nobody knows who it is and um, Batman's like oh but you know if we reveal who he is then like who knows who's connected to this politicians courts like it could bring bring the whole city to its knees yeah. and it's like what why exactly
3: maybe it's just i understand that maybe it's just that in, like like cuz like everyone would be trying to jump in on this thing like it it would almost be like how it was before when the renewal plan was like up for grabs the city would just like, I don't know. Oh, like open up and everyone would be like killing each other to get this one thing, which is a billion dollars.
0: Yeah. And it also undermines the, the justice system at the very least. You're just saying it's like, yeah, all these people have been doing what this crime boss says. So like even our judges are paid off. Who knows? Maybe the, you who ended up in prison, uh, it's because, you know, some unjust person was in charge of your case. And now yeah. no, why, no, why would I you do any of that? I understand no.
2: I understand that in retrospect, right? Uh, Falcone is actually the one pulling the strings in the background, right? He's the he's not the linchpin in this whole thing. He's the kingpin. He he controls everything, right? And him being connected to all these people, cert, and then taking him down certainly undermines the entire integrity of the city. But they don't know any of that at this point, right? Purposely, it, that part is kept uh under wraps. They have no idea who the rat is, and they're trying to figure out who it is. So why is it matter that exposing the rat at this moment would cause some sort of collapse in the city, right? I understand that because it's Falcone, that would happen. But they don't know that.
1: Mm, yeah. Right?
2: Am I missing something there?
1: No I, I don't know. I, I think I, you're right.
0: I, what I glean from that is that If this rat is real and all of these people are connected to this kind of conspiracy, that revealing that is like, oh, it's like opening a festering wound. And then now you have to deal with that problem. It's an underlying issue for sure. And you probably need to deal with it. But unraveling this thing is going to reveal all the things that are currently wrong. I, like it's like a powder keg that's okay. going to explode but you've got to get rid of the powder keg anyways you know i, I feel it's like they're apprehensive about it not necessarily afraid of it happening okay i don't uh, know.
2: yeah I, I maybe there's something there about the conspiracy or something that i i missed but yeah i th- that was that part didn't make any sense to me and his title of rat also felt inappropriate Considering his power level in the city.
0: I, I agree with that. It was confusing. And and the U R L Rata Alata, it's like Kind of like is like URL that you're supposed to connect those dots. Like, that's like, I don't know, that's not a very fun pun, you know, to like <laughs> now it's in multiple languages. So you're like trying to figure out what does that mean? No habla español, guys. You know, yeah, yeah. That,
2: that was so funny. That's one of the funniest things that happened in this movie. Yeah. I'm just sitting here giggling, just thinking
3: about oh, it. Oh man, and I and I was on the same boat of like when the penguin was like, we're literally talking to a flying bat like like a, like, a, he's a <laughs> rodent he's
1: a flying rodent like, why are you gonna assume me the bird
0: el rata alada yeah,
1: rat with wings a stool pigeon that's not you the symbols in the maze right here it says you are el rata alada you are el rata it says that why you got something to tell us yeah, yeah. it's like the worst spanish i avoid what it's la la rata what is this riddler stupid or something jesus look at you two Wild's greatest detectives. Am I the only one here knows the difference between Al and La? Jeez. No habla espanol, fellas? Give a favor, shithead. Shut up. <laughs> no habla espanol, fellas. Um,
3: ben, ben, as someone who came from, like, a Spanish-speaking household. You, sp- you speak <laughs> Spanish. Yeah, like, like you've, spe- you've spoken yeah. Spanish before. Did, were you, like, obviously it's not El
0: Rata. Did you know that uh, it sh- no. it's supposed to be La? Oh, okay. No because it didn't make any sense to me anyways like it it was it was such a cryptic thing to say also like
3: movie like i don't know i don't know what it is but movies find a way to like sometimes suppress my own intelligence where like i know this i already knew this but they're telling me it's this so i believe them and it's like up actually we got you in the twist you were right all along but you didn't know yeah
2: no I, I, that's just your i do I, I, the same thing happens to me it's just a suspension of disbelief you you're willing to go along with what the mm. movie's telling you right um and it does feel cheap when they're like ha um you did maybe you noticed this but actually it was a twist yes. and uh yeah I, I i don't know how how to best deal with that situation but uh it does feel like i'm too trusting so okay um we got some questions for you, Anthony. Uh, who knows which ones we'll get to? But let's ask this first one at least. Why did you pick to do the Batman? Come on to the Affable Chat and talk uh, about.
3: Yeah, uh, I Batman. so <clears throat> I think that this is definitely the best DC movie since The Dark Knight. I actually haven't even seen wow. Justice League. I didn't uh, like to me that was which one? Neither of them. I saw neither of them. I yeah. I know that <laughs> I know that Zack Snyder's is supposed to be good, but. Like after Batman v Superman and like Wonder Woman, like, oh, my God, all those movies are awful. It's not even worth my time. Um, But since The Dark Knight, I think that this is the best uh, DC movie I've seen. I also know that Affable Chat loves Batman and, and loves grappling hooks and other bat like things. So, I it's so I, true. Yeah, I knew I it knew that true. someone was gonna try to get in on this movie. I wanted to be first, uh, cause I I liked this movie a lot, especially when I was like, I mean, I had, definitely had recency bias. I may have texted Ben like days after, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but um, but I, I really liked this movie a lot and I really wanted to talk about it,
0: which I appreciated okay. your um initiative because. This is one of the movies. Like I'm a lot more confident in my ability to make my own opinion about movies now after doing a podcast for over four years about movies. But the this is one where people had big time hot takes. Oh, people yeah. People were saying this is, like, an amazing, unbelievably good movie. Better than The Dark Knight. Like, Christopher Nolan has nothing. And then other people who were saying, like, the new Batman movie is so overrated, it's actually terrible. And uh, (laughs) it was feeling, it was very, very polarizing. And um, I feel like those are the, I guess, the riskiest ones to go out there and put your opinion on. Because you know that there's already people who are formed against you uh, who aren't going to agree.
2: I think that public sentiment on this movie is going to be very mixed just in general uh, because it's i feel like it does a really good job of telling a batman story um it's very film noir, right it's got a lot of detective stuff going on batman is the world's greatest detective as the riddler or the penguin correctly points out um but the uh there's a, but everyone who's watched batman movies and is not familiar with necessarily batman outside of the movies is familiar with him being the punchy guy, the guy that goes around punching everyone, right? Um, you know, solving these big things against like the crazy people like the Joker and stuff, being, you know, not necessarily hiding in the shadows, even though that's kind of what Christopher Nolan originally had set up Batman to be, right? Being kind of the symbol of darkness. Um, so I think some people are going to hate this movie because it's not action enough. It's too long and methodical and slow. And I think other people are going to find it kind of a refreshing, uh, take, you know, even though it's hard, it's really hard for me to call any sort of superhero movie refreshing when it's literally kind of the only thing we've been watching for the last, yeah. <laughs> who know you know, 10 years, but like, um, the only thing that comes out in theaters anyway. So, but still it's, it's, it's different enough that I felt like it was, um, interesting. And I think it has a lot of interesting things to say. And I think there's a lot of moments in here that really stand out to me as being thoughtful and, uh, and well-written. um, so I think depending on your expectations you're going to come into here either saying I want to see another Batman movie where he punches people as hard as possible, drops them off the roof and does all sorts of crazy Batman things or you're saying I want something different, right? I I've seen enough superhero movies, I get it now. Let's let's try and uh, branch into something new.
3: Yeah, I and obviously this movie's going to go down like like People are oh, unfortunately, for the rest of time, any Batman movie is going to get compared to The Dark Knight, especially when people are like, "Oh, this is the best one yet." Um, Right. And and you're you're so right, Joey. That it's 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 totally different from The Dark Knight because The Dark Knight is very like I don't know, like like almost like militarized Batman, where he's like driving a tank through the city and blowing stuff up to defeat the guy who has scars on his face, you know. And it's and and that's good and and like those and especially like obviously heath ledger and christian bale like all those acting performances are amazing but this one features like a batman that i that i like a lot and the batman that i'm that like i think i know the best which is the detective like i'm smarter than you like like i don't have like i have a bunch of money but i don't have like this like like Wayne Enterprises isn't my resource. I just use my money and I like build a Batmobile in my cave, you know, and then like, and, you know, defeat crime that way. And it's, and that's, and that's the best. Like Batman is at his best when he's doing all the detective stuff.
2: I agree. But I think that even though Christopher Nolan pretends not to be of this world, right? I mean, he just got an email address a couple of years ago. You know, he's like not really a person that like, pretends like he, he kind of pretends that he doesn't exist. Uh, he's he's not influenced by politics or anything like that. It's impossible to separate Batman from the current moment, from the um, Dark Knight or from this one, right? It, when we're looking at the Batman Begins and the Dark Knight and even Dark Knight Rises, right? It's sort of a, we're like, an idea of uh, America at war, right? Or Batman's at war. Like you said, the militarized Batman. And he has, all, he has this big tank type thing, right? He's got all these weapons. He's got like that flying thing that goes around like, shooting stuff. Um, and uh, as, that, as those movies came out, um, 2008 happened, right? There was a, this kind of financial crash, which is reflected in The Dark Knight Rises. Bane is supposed to be like this populist, type figure that is lifting up the poorest people and giving them a voice in um, uh, the city, and they're supposed to be overtaking the city and overthrowing everything. Obviously, that's not really his intention. His intention is to blow everything up because he's a chaotic terrorist or whatever. He doesn't actually have any sort of ideology. But, I think this movie kind of takes that idea to the next level. I mean, while I was watching this movie, like halfway through, I'm like, hold on a second. I know how The rich and wealthy people are viewed in 2022. You know, I I'm on the internet. I know how people think about people with a lot of wealth. How are they going to justify making a a the hero a billionaire in this movie, right? How are they going to go around that? I think this movie does a really interesting job of, of trying to address that problem. And ultimately, it kind of fulfills that promise that was never well defined in bat in The Dark Knight Rises, which is making Batman. Uh, reconcile the difference between his position of privilege and the people at the bottom who he's uh, pretending or hoping to help, right? Ultimately, I don't think this movie goes far enough. I I think ultimately the uh, the solution is not going down to the street level and punching people better, right? Or punching people for hope instead of for vengeance. It's to address the problem at the root, which is uh, actually best Uh, done with someone who has a lot of wealth and privilege and influence someone like bruce wayne right bruce wayne uh is the perfect person to root out corruption and root out problems uh where they actually are in gotham city as presented in this movie not batman but this movie cannot do that because otherwise it's like well then why do we make this if the purpose if we make this whole movie about Batman and the conclusion is Batman shouldn't exist then maybe we should not make this movie yeah. right so ultimately i feel like they fall into fall on in their face in that regard but i really do like that it tries to wrestle with this problem it says okay how do we deal with this guy who is trying to be a servant of the people but is not of the people right and um, he thinks he can go about doing this by going down onto the street level and punching people and scaring the criminals and stuff, but clearly it's not working. In fact, he's only making things worse. Um, and uh, his conclusion that his approach is uh, wrong is uh, reflected beautifully um, uh, right at the end of the movie. And uh, his conclusion that he should change his ways and, be- and go into the light and become a, like a symbol of hope is a you know a noble uh answer to that question i
3: think yeah i i, to- I totally agree with you joey that, that was something i wanted to bring up is my biggest fundamental flaw with rooting for batman is that he could just do it with his money that he does as right. bruce wayne like that's it's such a difficult concept to like deal with like once you like wash that out of your brain like yes i want to see this Batman fight crime with his fists. Like, that's fun. But yeah, that's definitely like an issue. And I think that that's mainly the issue that like longtime Batman fans that I know have told me about this specific movie is that it doesn't have enough Bruce Wayne philanthropy. And I actually think that that's like what they're kind of setting up. Um, like, if you, if you, mm. if we look at this quote here, where are your cufflinks?
1: I couldn't find them. You can't go out like that. Alfred, I don't want your cufflinks. You have to keep up appearances. You're still a Wayne. What about you? You're Wayne. Your father gave them to me.
3: So, right after this, he then goes to the funeral for the mayor which he yep. meets uh, Bella Rial, who's the person running for mayor. And she, she tells him this.
1: Bruce Wayne.
3: Why haven't you called me back? I'm sorry, Bella Rial running for mayor. I wouldn't be bothering you here, but your people keep telling me you're unavailable.
1: Will you walk with me? Mr. Wayne, Mr. Wayne, you know. You really could be doing more for this city. Your family has
3: a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything. If I'm elected, I want to change that. So this Bruce, this Bruce Wayne doesn't exist in this universe yet. Like he is right. not doing philanthropy and he's just like, I'm going to go fight crime because I'm fueled with adrenaline and I'll kick ass. But... What And like, I agree with you, Joey, at the end, he learns that that's not (laughs) doing anything right. Like he's just making more vengeance. And so the way that I think that he's going to attack the problems moving on is by becoming Bruce Wayne, by creating the, his second face. Cause that's the whole thing is that he's not Bruce Wayne. He's Batman is who Bruce Wayne really is. Bruce Wayne is the face that he puts on when he's out and about during the day.
2: I really like that. I hope that's true. Yeah, that, because okay. I, Yeah,
3: that is yeah. all like expectation. Like I I think that's what I think is going to happen, but uh but yeah, I mean, like I I they definitely set
0: themselves up well to do that. I definitely agree with that. That's what I got out of this was this movie was kind of a brave take on Batman because instead of glorifying him, I mean, It's hard not to like him when he's beating the crap out of somebody. It looks awesome. But this movie does like it lets you see him rushing around trying to be Batman and seeing him basically being one step behind the Riddler the whole way. And even though he has his theatrics at the end where he gets to beat up these guys, really it's too late. The bad stuff has already happened. And he even like has that moment. I mean there's two really powerful moments where he realizes that what he's doing is bad uh by by being batman it's where the riddler thinks that he's on his side (laughs) Uh, which is an amazing scene we did this together (laughs) right and it makes sense that the riddler would think that and then also when the riddler's one of his followers says the famous quote uh, i'm vengeance who the hell are you
2: Which is what, yeah, which is what Batman has been saying about himself. Every time he was, someone asked who he is, that's how he introduced himself.
0: Right. And th- I like that just sidebar. I like that because I thought for sure he was going to, when they're like, who are you supposed to be? And he beats up the guy. And he's like, I'm Batman. Like, I thought for sure he was going to say that. Um, but by saying I'm vengeance, I thought that was part of like the gritty realness. Like, it's cool that he would call himself vengeance. I liked all that. But again, like at the end of this movie, I didn't come away thinking like, dang, Batman is a badass. We need to do more Batman stuff. I came away being like, Wow, it's never been so clear to me that Batman's methods are like ineffective and there has to be a better way for him to do this. And they do kind of leave it open to what that might be. It's like, I want to be a symbol of hope. And it's like, do you does that mean? changing your costume to be bright white and like holding <laughs> up people and being like, I'm saving you now kind of thing. Or does it mean going in a radically new direction with like the uh, Bruce Wayne philanthropy angle? I don't know. And they have, they have a chance to mess that up. But like Anthony said, I think they have set themselves up to do something bold uh, and uh, like honestly a realistic take on what should happen. Something that is reflective of our current times and what people would view Batman as In the current
3: day, yeah, a like a very uh like new, refreshing way to do Batman would be do an origin story, but not about Batman, about Bruce Wayne.
2: Yeah, so I I really like I really want you guys to be right, but here's here's my problem with this. I see Bruce Wayne disappearing throughout this movie. Right, he's becoming less and less of a human being, becoming more and more of um, of Batman, and he has this quote when he talks to Alfred pretty early on in the movie. I haven't got
1: time for this. It's getting serious, Bruce. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing. Left. I don't care about that, any of that. You don't care about your family's legacy? What I'm doing is my family's legacy. If I can't change things here, if I can't have an effect, I don't care what happens to me.
2: So he's like, you know, he's putting all his chips into Batman. He's like, I need to be Batman as, and I need to do Batman harder, you know? And ultimately, yeah, you guys are right. He comes to the conclusion that that's not right. But you don't see him taking off the cowl and, and retiring to become to step into the light as Bruce Wayne. He's still dressed as Batman. He's just out there on the streets helping people. To me, what this movie is kind of conveying is that he wants Bruce Wayne to die. He wants Bruce Wayne to... He feels guilty about his role in the city's destruction as a Wayne and wants to atone for that by becoming something other than Bruce Wayne. I feel like that's really clear in um, uh, the Riddler's conversation with him, right? The, the Riddler calls him and says, uh, he says, the Riddler wants to talk to you, Batman. And Batman says, I think this is the end. I think this is the end of Batman. Uh, you've been a good cop, Gordon. I'll see you later, I guess. And he goes to the thing and he can't even make eye contact with the Riddler. The Riddler immediately starts talking about Bruce Wayne and how Bruce Wayne doesn't know what it's like to be an orphan. Amazing scene, by the way. And then the Riddler reveals that he doesn't know that Batman is Bruce Wayne. But up to that point, Batman thinks that he's about to be revealed. He thinks he's about to be atoned for the same way all the other um, high-powered, high, high high-stationed uh, you know, um, people in the city have all been taken down by the Riddler. He thinks this is the end of him. And when he realizes that the Riddler doesn't know that he is Bruce Wayne, he recognizes that he has successfully separated his two halves. He has become some, Bruce Wayne in the public eye and Batman has become something entirely different, completely unrecognizable as Bruce Wayne. And in that way, he succeeds in lowering himself into becoming the person that he wants to become, which is a like low-class citizen who fights in the streets of Gotham. And I could not disagree with that more. right? I don't like that that's the direction that this is going in. And so I, I'm hoping that what you're saying is right, that Bruce Wayne uh, will become like w- will become the next step of of Batman right you will become the public face that will donate to the city and do public works and fight um in the light while Batman fights in the in the darkness um but that's not what I've I've seen so far it, it, you know what it looks like to me is Batman is uh becoming his full personality he's becoming the uh the good side of um these two sides right the the one that is was mistaken but has been corrected and has been re uh oriented towards something more positive
3: hopefully we get a villain that would like help you know get the bruce wayne out of him because because really these batman movies are all for naught if you don't have bruce wayne in it if 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 he doesn't do the philanthropy portion then these aren't the like this isn't a real batman movie it's like a weird alternate universe Batman where he's just Batman and Bruce <laughs> Wayne doesn't exist. Right. Okay. Well, speaking of
2: villains, how did you feel about um, Paul Dano's Butler?: oh,
3: Totally loved him. Totally loved him. Um, I've actually only seen Paul Dano in one other movie, and it's Prisoners. Uh, another like great thriller movie.
2: I haven't seen that. It's on my. It's been on my list for years. Is that? Is he great? In yes, that? I've, he's, looks he's like, very he's like, good yeah. in it.
3: That 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 movie is is a very good thriller. But we're talking about Batman. Um. So <laughs> the uh uh. But I loved him as the Riddler. I like. I love. I like. I love the whole Riddler's thing where he just like asks everything in questions and and like I don't know. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. And him being like that dark serial killer version is is awesome and um and his screen time without the mask on is like perfection like he kills it in the one-on-one scene with batman um i even liked it when like he has his little side action with the joker even though like i'm not the biggest fan of that direction um but his glasses are iconic like they 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 really got everything right with paul dano he looks like the Riddler, yeah. you know, like exactly. That, how i I've I'm
2: always I'm I was watching it the second time. I was like, why does Paul Dano look so normal and also look so threatening?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, he, like his face is just like so like there's nothing like I guess, he, you know, he's an actor. So yeah. he's, you know, reasonably attractive. But like there's something about him that like stands out. He's just kind of like a round faced kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't look very. We see, yeah, he seems anything. very innocent. Right. But yet he's got like he exudes that kind of like hidden like something. Well, and he
3: just like and he the way that he acts in some of the scenes are are just so good. Like I I hate that he doesn't have enough FaceTime. Like I want more because like when they slam his head into the like onto the bar table. Uh, to take him away from the, like that coffee shop like the way that he reacts to like being like taken like to prison because he knows that his plan is like coming to fruition like it's just so like those little details like that that like, Paul Dano is an excellent cast I yeah I could agree more
0: especially in a post uh, like Dark Knight world where playing kind of the unhinged uh, you know villain against Batman it's like you always get kind of compared to heath ledger's joker and i feel like he does create a similar level of like gritty realism without just copying uh heath ledger and i think that's a really tif- difficult uh line to walk and i i mean paul dano just does it masterfully
2: um i i listened to a review and talking about um how he's holding the camera right he has he does all those facetimes with batman batman facetimes mm-hmm. are hilarious to me um but
0: <laughs> i love that you can see the little they, uh, window and you see batman
2: amazing but uh that's very similar to the scenes that were shot by heath ledger himself mm-hmm. with in the um, dark knight where he was actually had the camcorder and was like flipping it around in his face and showing rachel or whoever he could capture whatever all of that stuff um yeah it, it kind of fits into that same thing you know what it really reminded me of though benjamin what Uh, is a movie that we did uh, a long time ago uh, uh, where they had elaborate traps and viewers uh, tied to those traps
0: um, untraceable untraceable yep i remember and um honestly riddler would have fit right in with that guy you could just replace him um I was, but that was the other thing I was gonna say. Is the Riddler as a content creator, I thought was oh a really gosh. great. Oh my gosh! Oh Let me play
2: the quote. Let me play the quote. Hold on. Hey guys, uh, thanks for all the comments, and uh, a special thanks to everyone for the tips on detonators. <laughs> That's <so> amazing. <laughs>
0: no dude i mean you gotta think riddler probably did he get into content creation before he became the riddler you know like was he out there just live streaming playing among us and talking to you know his little community <laughs> before they got <laughs> radicalized together he's like playing call playing of playing duty among yeah us with like-
2: timmy with mcveigh
3: <laughs> um it's it's a little early, but like one of the Easter eggs that I have is actually in the Twitch chat that is going on, like uh-huh. like when he, when uh, uh, when he's FaceTiming Batman with the like detonator scene, and uh, and in the in the Twitch chat, X Astro Crab X types, <laughs> I hope it's a dud and we get to do it all again on Tuesday, <laughs> implying that affable chat may potentially have connections with. Tuesday night Riddler action!
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, the uh, the the multiverse here expands. I would love to do a uh, code stream with the Riddler. Come on and let, let's hear his side yeah. of things. You know, he can come on and yeah, talk yeah, yeah. with me. <laughs> maybe we'll i mean we could play Fortnite. we could play uh whatever else is big right now he could play you have to solve these three riddles in five minutes or your head will explode (laughs) oh yeah that would be fun (laughs) no but the chat can't put the answers they can't they can't put it in the chat yeah yeah, no spoilers no
2: spoilers (laughs) that's so funny
0: no but i did think that was Um, cool and they did a good job of it without it being like um i don't know like a distraction really or uh making it seem like unrealistic to the point where you're like oh this couldn't exist uh i feel like having content creation or just like broadcasting yourself be a thing that exists in their world has to it's like like, you can't have a movie without cell phones it's like you also would have this right i also thought that like when they were like,
3: oh my God, he has 500 followers. Like that was like (laughs) the craziest thing. Like, like as if, like weird, like if, if they had been like, oh shit, he's got 5,000 followers. You're like, okay, that seems like a lot. 500 people is still a lot, but like it just, the way that they said 500 as if it was some enormous number is, was laughable.
0: Well, it was interesting because it seemed like he had like a Twitch account, but he also had some sort of like private server where you had the dark behind of. yeah right where they had to get like the password to be able to Mm -hmm. watch the live stream which uh maybe that's like his patreon or something
3: well i mean legitimately (laughs) like having 500 like goons to do your bidding is a lot right right like and i think
0: that may be what they were trying to get across as opposed to like which yeah is kind of a disconnect between real life and what you might say because it's like to them they're like yeah 500 followers means 500 committed individuals who are like focused on his content as opposed to what real life 500 followers is is 495 people who forgot that they followed you and five people who actually interact with your content (laughs) yeah
3: Don't you think that, like, <laughs> yes. I can't remember the name of the store, but, like, it that's also in the chat where it's, like, Gotham Park Central, you know, like, yeah. they sell the masks that he's wearing. How do you, how, like, how would... <laughs> at like going up like your your political climate and what's going on how is you as the shop owner don't pull all those masks <laughs> as soon as possible you're like oh should i sell that mask like,
0: you gotta well, get rid of this thing okay it's no, no, no. a great brand the, deal the then, opposite. You ca- then you contact <laughs> oh me, that's what the
2: riddler and you're like hey sh- yeah. you bought my you mask. stuff for you i'll give you some more for free yeah if you shout out the mask yeah to that, yeah shout uh, out
0: gotham general <laughs> mask store uh for I'll surprising you me with mask get 20 yeah. percent off with with promo code Detonator, uh-
2: <laughs> you know, no, solve this riddle to find out what the promo code is, and you get fifty percent off.
3: <laughs> He's like, I got a rule for you. What's on the corner of Washington and Penn Street? It's the Gotham Park Central.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah that's part of why i love the riddler so much paul dano's performance like unironically is why i love him but then like as a bit yeah. i also love him because he's a fellow content creator so i respect his hustle
2: yes yeah you yeah, gotta yeah, respect the hustle and support your fellow bros out there that's right grind grinding heart
0: <laughs> well moving <laughs> Take on down the city moving on from uh paul dano let's move to jeffrey wright as uh james gordon this is where actually one of the things i love about batman and because we've kind of watched so many Batman movies from different decades is just seeing how they choose to portray one of the, like, the staple characters that is has yeah. to be in your movie if you're making a Batman movie. So um, we got a new Gordon. What did you think? I like Jeffrey Wright a lot in this, like in all Batman
3: movies. He's my second favorite James Gordon. Um, I really like. Terry um... Goldman yes i really like gary oldman he's he's by far my favorite um but i mean jeffrey wright does a good job joey you did kind of like blow my mind when you were like he's like also is batman because he does like that but that's also how he always comes off like in all his roles he's very like i talk like this like we gotta yeah no
2: he doesn't do that he's like he's always like very straight laced, right he's like and kind of clueless right He's like the contact between Batman and the police. When Batman needs the police to do something, he talks to Gordon cuz Gordon is sort of his ambassador or
3: whatever. Yeah, right. Well, but, I'm um, I'm saying Jeffrey Wright in most of the roles that he plays is uh, that like almost now, I don't want to say brooding, but like that like lower-toned kind of delivery uh, in a lot of his lines. So like him being on screen with Batman, like the epicenter of dark-toned, like yeah. lower volume people. <laughs> It's it's funny like that that their interactions are funny. I did like the the scene where he like has to escape from uh like after the bomb yes. goes off and he's got to escape and he's like you're gonna punch me in the face <laughs> and then he and then he does and then he was like why didn't you pull your punch and Batman's like I did pull my punch I'm so much stronger I pulled by my punch I'm
2: yeah I'm really strong, I'm really strong. I'm punch but, strong. really hard um, but yeah I, I like no, Jeffrey that, Wright that whole thing with when he's in the cop cage is so funny because he's got like. 30 cops, all of them like surrounding him in this thing, in this like little area. And he's getting up and like swinging around Mm -hmm. wildly and all going after him. And there's that one cop that like, he talks like this Batman, what are you doing in my city, Batman? (laughs) He's like, I've been smoking on the porch for 20 years, Batman. (laughs) You think you're coming on here?
0: Think you're hot stuff? (laughs) 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 This is smoking for 20 years.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. I um well I I thought oh, it was kind of hilarious the way that he played kind of like the Watson to Batman's Sherlock where they would get yeah. these riddles and and from the Riddler these these like and, and Batman would like Basically, it would be Gordon just wondering out loud what it is, and then Batman would just know it. You right. Know? And it's yeah. like there's infinite potential for that for like Batman to be just like, I don't know. it's it's so hard not for not for it not to be hilarious when. Batman knows the answer to the riddles, like off bat. You know, it's like why does why is he so good at knowing? He's the, like, world, he's uh, the world's greatest detective. He should right, know. But it's like, like he's really low. good
2: at he's really good at he's really good at wordplay, right? Like exactly. Like you, <laughs> that's why he's got the the, the batarang in the Batmobile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, yeah, it's like Gordon could just be wondering out loud, like reading the bat like, eyes. The, like, how like how do you fix a broken pumpkin? And then Batman just immediately like with a pumpkin patch he's at the pumpkin patch let's go like, <laughs> like he like knows it, it's like it, the answer yeah, to you need our somebody set it up you yes
2: somebody to set it up to, to, to <laughs> you know to play your dumb guy to make your smart guy like smart okay, Where but, do
0: boats go when they're sick batman to the dock he's at the dock let's go let's get at the dock <laughs> <laughs> okay but i
3: also thought like like how like the the level of fuck up it was to think that penguin was the rat because like the, the wake of destruction that follows the Batmobile is like, it's, they're going to feel it. Like taxes will be raised because of this. Like this, the city of Gotham will suffer and, and all because he like got it wrong. Like, ah, oh, yes. Crazy.
2: Yes. He's uh, the, the rat with wings and he thinks he's a pigeon. Again, well, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, that would be more satisfying to me if the rat made sense to me as, as a Falcone, as the rat made more sense, right? Like, yeah, why not the Falcon or something like that? Right? That's that's what they reference. Right? It. Yeah. And like, of course, yeah, <laughs> uh, a rat with wings is obviously a bat. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> like the penguin is like a right to call him out for that. But it's so funny when right right after he tells him to shut up, he's like, he turns to where he's like did we get it wrong? Oh man!
3: Like, he's just like, oh <laughs> no! What have we done? I literally like Sam and I had like a like a couldn't like it was one of those where you're in a movie theater and you can't like be loud, so it makes something yes. funny even funnier because like yes. you can't be loud about it. And uh, and we were <laughs> dying over like penguins have wings, you know, <laughs> 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 like that. Like Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright, that line is so well delivered. <laughs> um okay. cuz it penguins things <laughs>
2: Yeah, good stuff. Oh, oh, what about when he's, uh, when they put the thumb drive in and then suddenly they he's, <laughs> they send all those dude, emails to every, to yeah. every, um, to, like all the news, organization. all the news he's, like, organizations. He's like, oops, I sent it to everyone, all from my email address. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs>
0: Cringe, dude. Just like you can't have a movie where there isn't like live streaming <laughs> being prevalent, you can't have a movie where everybody who works in any organization gets like a lot of freaking IT training where they're like, don't free, don't pick up a thumb drive in the parking lot and plug it into one of our company machines. I know for a <laughs> fact that Gordon got that. He was he must have not been paying attention because yeah. they anybody's working with a complex computer system like they would have at a freaking police department. They're telling him uh, don't
2: plug. He was weird too busy looking out the window while it was raining and and <laughs> narrating his life. No, no, he was he was. <laughs> See, he just skips through, dude. He, like, I've been, I've the been end. sitting in this HR meeting for ten minutes, and I uh, just don't know how
0: velvet's gonna be to my life. <laughs> He's sitting there. How are we gonna catch that guy with the drops on his head? Yeah. Okay, what that has ears as- but cannot hear? What is it? It's a cornfield. We have to go to the cornfield. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: So yeah, that was cringe oh, to have God. him
0: at get got by a, a stray thumb drive. As funny as that pun was, come on, dude, plug it into a machine that's at least not connected to the internet. Oh,
3: hilarious, <laughs> so funny.
0: Um, all right, what else? Okay, so we're just going down the lines of the uh, the characters. What did you think of Andy Circus's Alfred? Um, I
3: wasn't as crazy about it as I was with other Alfreds um i don't know like i maybe i'm just getting to an age where old people just don't seem as old anymore but like like because <laughs> i don't know like like every batman i've watched i'm like oh alfred is like an old white guy and then and now it's like in this one i was like okay oh, he does like a young looking old guy you know he's younger
2: yeah andy circus is good looking. yeah and and, and, not, and you know, okay that's the other
3: thing he's he's pretty good looking too i'm like oh this is like michael kane is at least like you know not the best looking guy at
0: okay, his he age he was
2: born in 1964 so he's what 57 ish yeah 50 58 that's not that old it's not even 60. no it's
3: not but and then like because like the other alfred that comes to mind is the one from jeremy irons yeah that's no 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 not jeremy irons um because i know that that's batfleck it's uh the <laughs> yeah. alfred from clooney batman from val kilmer batman
2: oh yeah yeah um, he's michael Keaton's yeah.
3: um, Alfred. Like, cause he was the, in the iconic role and he was always like, the, like very frail old guy. Like this, this Alfred could probably beat someone up. <laughs> so right. like, I well, that's, we saw him
2: beat somebody up in, um, in, he wasn't even, in, it was like a couple of years ago in, um, Black Panther.
3: That's right. right. He plays, so, uh, he plays what? clar uh, something like that. That's his name.
2: Something Michael like Go that. is the one who plays, uh, Alfred in the, uh, Michael Keaton mm. one. Um, and he, I don't know how old he was, but, uh, he, uh hold on he was born in 1916 Oh, Dang. so he was <laughs> born he was before 70, the real alfred
0: like before he they invented 72 the character. that's
2: right <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that anymore uh he um he was 72 when he played batman in batman 89
0: wow wow uh, well, yeah.
2: 73 so, i guess
3: old fragile guy um, yeah, but that's not to say that I didn't like this version of Alfred. There's definitely less of him because he has a bomb go off in his face and lives, yeah. lives yeah. to beat up the next guy. But
2: honestly, the lamest Riddler attempt at anyone's life. You know what yeah. I mean? He just sends him a bomb in the mail. Yeah, so and dumb. Then, like, and then like he's not even.
3: Ba- yeah, Bruce Wayne's not even there. The, yeah, the other thing too is like, how, like you assume that Bruce Wayne opens his own mail. Like he's the <laughs> richest guy <laughs> in the world. He didn't open it. open his own mail. <laughs> yeah yeah and and like the bomb wasn't even big like like alfred lit like an old man lived by throwing the bomb across the room like it wasn't an effective bomb at least blow up the that floor of the building right something really big. Yeah. yeah so um okay well but what about
2: um alfred being uh batman's real dad
0: Uh um, he's real dad
2: <laughs> i mean his. you know he's not the <laughs> As Asan would say, he's not the stepdad. He's the dad that stepped yes, up. Yes, yes, yeah. He's the dad <laughs> who stepped up.
3: Um, well, you don't really get to see like him like growing Bruce Wayne, right? Like you don't see that, and yeah. he definitely failed at his job if that is what he was supposed to do. Cause...
2: but yeah, but, but I mean, how old do you think? Uh bruce wayne is supposed to be in this movie because he's honestly he's like you're not my real dad alfred like he's oh and like, his
3: oh his hair is atrocious 17 too. He's very 18? like emo like pulls it in front of his face like God, oh, shut up yeah Mom. He did, he,
2: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly he's very immature yes um, but
3: i don't know exactly how old i mean i assume he's at least in his 20s in this movie
0: if not older right
2: well he must have been when did uh, his parents die 20 years ago right i
0: can't What's remember exactly yeah, yeah, it was 20 years to the week that the right. mayor uh, got killed, that Thomas Wayne was killed, uh-huh. 20 years before that, yeah.
2: Right, right, so he, and he's like, and he's, he like t- and he's usually like, well,
0: he's usually like 10, I think, is or like,
3: like, he's like around that right. age. So, so he must be what, like, around 30-ish? Yeah, let's so say like 30, ju- he's 30.
2: Maybe late 20s? Yeah. And yeah, he's still like, like, he's been living with Alfred for 20 years, and he's still like bitter about. Like he alfred still has his parents
3: do. like room chained up like there, yeah. no uh he's got no emotional growth
2: yeah well i it's, it's sad but also <laughs> come on alfred
0: well i did i appreciated andy circus as uh alfred i didn't i like i'm with you on it's it's a little jarring to have someone who does seem sort of younger ish for like an old man who's also like attractive but this he doesn't even get close to jeremy irons like sexy alfred right you know, yeah where it's like his take on alfred <laughs> yeah, it, is like what if alfred yeah, and, is sexy like that's his whole <laughs> and,
2: thing and, and, and batman and, uh, and batman's supposed to be an older batman in that too so they're like almost the same age yeah but they like, are like very friends. close in age <laughs> but, um jeremy irons is only a couple of years uh younger than um uh andy circus actually so oh wait is that right
3: Wait, Jeremy Irons oh. is younger
2: than Annie circus. Hold on. I might—I have that wrong. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. That's wrong. No, he was born in 1948. So, yeah, he's yeah. much older.
3: Yeah, I feel like Jeremy Irons just seems old because he was like he, he was Scar in The Lion King. That was, feels like forever <laughs> ago
0: but the yeah. the thing that I really liked about Alfred is that they used him They he had an arc or he at least had like a purpose in this movie beyond just playing the role of Alfred and it was to establish or like to really come to this realization for Bruce that he does still have family alive yeah. and I think that Definitely. that could be the foundation for the future of who Bruce Wayne ends up being mm-hmm. because he comes into this movie thinking yeah whatever I'm barely even Bruce Wayne I'm Batman and I don't care about the Waynes and I don't have any family who cares if I die because it I doesn't matter to me and then he gets to feel that same feeling he felt for his parents when he thinks that Alfred is going to die and he realizes that he actually does still have family alive yeah. and, and this question that keeps being asked is like oh do you think you're a Wayne Alfred are you a Wayne and then he realizes that yeah he is a Wayne yeah. um, he is that family and Batman still does have family and so, he,
3: he also does feel like a good he does fill the chair well, like being like the man behind the computer because uh like he immediately starts like trying to decode everything even though he's wrong but when they like team up they they like figure out the first major riddle and um and that's always that's an important role that alfred does play in the beginning at least
2: yeah definitely
3: um okay, okay i have a question yeah, i have a question okay
2: um how do you feel about selena kyle's relationship with Falcone in this movie um and how that kind of like you know, obviously she's his daughter. Right. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's uh it seems like an extra element that's not really super important to the plot ultimately. Um, because Falcone ends up being caught anyway by the Batman. He's the next logical step in this yeah you know, case. And then there's like um, the
3: weird, um I guess it wasn't weird. Like I was bought in at first. I think I'm bought in overall. I kinda liked because I like Catwoman. She's like a really interesting character. Um the uh um i think like zoe kravitz does a good job of just acting in general in the movie but like i liked the dynamic of like bruce like bruce Wayne or i guess batman was like jealous because he thought that they had a different kind of relationship and then uh and then when he finds out that it's her father it's like oh like Okay, it's not yeah, yeah, what, not no. what I was thinking. But he definitely tries to slut her on that. Yeah,
2: like <laughs> uh, they're out there, like at the sun at sunrise, or whatever. She, he's like, "What exactly is your relationship yeah. with Falcone?" And she's like, "It's not what you. It's not what you think. You massive uh, dick."
3: So uh, <laughs> that was. Uh, but I mean, like her drive hard. to like go in there and kill him is an added element that I think I do like because Catwoman is never just Team Batman. Catwoman is Team yes. Catwoman. Like, she does what she wants to do, no matter the cost. And so, like, her being like, I'm gonna go kill this guy, and you can't stop me, is that added element of, like, okay, I have to go in there, instead of defeating Falcone, I have to, like, stop my friend, kind of, from, like, killing him, and, like, save him, while also defeating him.
2: Yeah. And I think that she sort of represents sort of an ideal for him, as well, where, like, she is sort of, she's a a good foil, because she is doing what he's doing, but for her own purposes. Right. Um, but in a very similar way, right? Where she's going around, sneaking around, kind of, uh, you know, fighting, cr- mm-hmm. fighting crime in a way, trying to right wrongs in her own life. You know, Batman has this greater ideology that he's trying to uh, go after uh, ineffectively. But um, she certainly represents not just something that she, he's attracted to, but like a, um, like a way of life that he
3: seems to... Admire. Yeah, well, and like, and they, um, like they are the same, except for yeah. the fact that she actually is from like poverty and, and he's not. And I like when she calls him out and is like, like you obviously grew up rich because your ideologies do not align with mine. Help
0: you. Yeah. I thought you were vengeance. Your friend got involved with the wrong people. She didn't know any better. Maybe you should have explained it to her. What the hell is that supposed to mean? It means your choices have consequences. Jesus Christ. Choices? you know whoever the hell you are you obviously grew up rich
1: was it worth it what compromising yourself for money right
2: that's when the uh slut shaming comes in yeah Yeah, to me like uh i feel like this is the wrong approach from batman like the wrong conclusion to grab from here right she's like oh you like you don't understand what it's like to be like poor or whatever and he seems to want to know what that's like he wants to be in that situation right and again i feel like this is the wrong idea he shouldn't try to be lower class he shouldn't try to make himself into a symbol of the lower class right he should be using his resources to fight corruption and problems um at the top uh where he is best suited right where he where he is instead of like feeling guilty about his own position he should be using his privilege to uh, create opportunities for other people, uh, like uh, yeah. On. It's like so it's like I, fight
3: the fight the villains at the top because that's where you're at,
2: and like bring everyone
3: are. below you up, you know?
2: Right. Instead of lowering yourself yes. to that point, you know what I mean? And um, no, it just annoys me that that seems to be what this movie is is kind of pushing toward um, is that separation away from Bruce Wayne and into Batman and Batman to become more like Catwoman uh, to lower himself into that position, even though. Um, he doesn't need to be right. He could do just as much good, if not more, um, in the position he's currently in.
0: I think that's going to be something that we'll have to look out for in the sequel to this to see what direction he ends up going. Because one of the most compelling things about this movie for me was the meshing of the ideologies of Batman, the Riddler and Catwoman or Selena Kyle, because they, all I think <laughs> Catwoman and the Riddler both see Batman as someone who'd be sympathetic to their worldview. Yeah. And Batman yes. maybe at a certain point is, but he's trying to figure out exactly what his worldview actually is and what he really wants to do. He wants to save Gotham, but what does that mean? And I th- I don't think he knows, and that's why you know, he learns things in this movie, He interacts with people who he disagrees with and what he ends up on. I think we're all trying to project what we hope it is, (laughs) but it will see what that actually ends up being. And I think it's gonna be really important to whether or not this new Batman series ends up being worthwhile.
2: Definitely. And I think that, you know, wrestling with that kind of idea of like different ideas clashing and whether or not they are, you know like determining whether or not they're out there valid or whether or not we our heroes should be adhering to them uh, is really interesting and i hope that's something that they continue to do
3: um one i, I do want to add one more thing um because okay. i see that there's one more question that i do want to kind of chime in on um i was not a fan of the joker scene right that's who that was right it was definitely the joker well he um, said yes. the word clown, so he I did say clown the and then he did like mediocre. laugh maniacally at the end. Um yep. I I'm not I, I'm not a fan like this movie did a really good job of it not being some crazy high stakes like thing, you know? And I like I don't want another like Batman versus five other people as much as I do want that in some movies, like it, like the sinister stick six or sinister five, whatever was really cool in Spider-Man, but that was like a long time coming thing. This is, this is new. And I, and I don't want the direction to be okay. The Joker is going to recruit all the people that Batman lock up and they're going to escape. And then they all fight Batman at the same time. I think that that's lame. Um, I would much rather have like just a new villain get introduced and you just build your character through that. Like, like I think, Personally, I I do think the next villain should be, like, Mr. Freeze. And I think that only makes sense due to the flooding that happens. But um, that's, like, the (laughs) only... That's the only dot I have is winter is coming. There is water everywhere. I will freeze it. I will freeze the water. (laughs) But, um, um, but like, I I don't know. Like, the whole thing that I like about Batman is that his villains tend to attack his ideologies. And, like, all the things that they struggle to like come to terms with like right like batman doesn't know what saving gotham means and those villains usually challenge that so that's the direction i want to see i don't want to see batman have to punch his way through the riddler and the joker and mr freeze and killer croc and like all these guys like it should just be kind of these one v ones let's with, have a punching contest a punching i mean contest, that's a great yeah.
2: way well, that's a great way to decide you just who, pull, you uh, get the little machine
3: right. where you it just boop and then you boom and the numbers out. <laughs> <Yeah. up>. perfect <laughs>
0: No, I totally agree. I, I, they're definitely setting up for something big. And I liked the way that they used the Penguin in this movie because mm-hmm. they allowed him to be a bad guy, sure. And you get to get your conflict with him. You get to chase him through the streets and and you know have him try to kill Batman. But the movie wasn't about stopping the Penguin. And if anything, I'm way more excited to see the Penguin in subsequent films because I know so much more about him. I got I history with him. So if they can take that same kind of approach where maybe we see a little bit of the Joker and it's like building towards something that we get to, to later and we give the next movie to whoever is going to be the main villain there, I think that can be done really well. But I'm with you on that idea that it, it cheapens each villain to make yeah. them be like, well, you're just 12% of the conflict <laughs> yeah. in this one.
3: And, and like part of the Batman element is like him versus Gotham. And like Gotham does have a lot of different supervillains that have like their own goon squad. So like, like the Joker's goons are still around, even though the Joker isn't there anymore, which I assume is like, that's the origin story is like Batman defeats the Joker and his goons are going crazy without him. But like, while that's a thing, like, I don't know if I want it to be a thing in a, in the movie franchise. Like it's cool when it's, like in the video game, where like I fly to this section and I'm fighting Joker goons, but this section has you know like Scarecrow goons. So it's like, yeah, I don't know if that'll work as well in the in the Batman movies.
2: I mean, I, I it's hard for me to imagine that you couldn't build a character around an ideology, right? Even if it isn't a stereotypical Batman villain. He's had so many villains over the eighty plus years of Batman, right? Um, there's gotta be something that you could take from the comics or just invent from the ground up that structures around a specific idea that you want to explore with Batman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we've already seen the Joker. I mean, we've already seen Batman, but we've already seen the Joker so many times, right? So many different people playing him. Does it really matter? Do we really need this again? Um well, the problem you know, is, is that
3: he's like the iconic Batman villain. Like it's not it's almost like not the Batman universe without him in it, which is fine if it's like the Joker exists. He's here, he's part of the origin that you don't see because the world is already set up. That's one thing that I did like about this movie is you're kind of just dropped in and you just like yes. have to figure things out. I like that a lot. Um But no, it takes a lot takes advantage of your
2: familiarity with Batman. That's true. I think is it does. Good.
3: Yeah, because how many renditions of Batman do we need? But, um, but you're you're so right. We don't like you don't need another Joker, even if he is the iconic villain. Like you can do new spins on on guys like like the Riddler, which I did like a lot.
2: Right, but not even the Riddler is like a original villain. You know, we've had Riddlers in the past. You're right. You know, not even that long ago. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what the kind of philosophy behind
3: like the production of this is
2: well when did, we did bat yeah. when did
3: uh when did batman forever come out great question
2: batman forever
1: 1995
3: 1995 yeah so, so the last riddler uh acting performance was 27 years ago
2: yeah still feels recent <laughs>
0: Well, we got leads on, obviously, the Penguins here. The Riddler's still alive. The Joker. Uh, oh, did
2: you know there's going to be a Penguin uh, HBO Max series, apparently? Really? I
0: didn't. Wow. Yeah. But they also um, they hinted very lightly at Bane. Right, because when Batman is all injured in the final battle yes. scene and Catwoman is getting killed, he's like, "Oh, I have to go like Bane, Roid Sicko. Rage mode, yeah.
3: Roid Rage, yeah,
0: Insane. mode, Insaneo mode, Sicko mode, maybe, Sicko
3: mode, uh, mode if you will."
0: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, what you do you guys, what do you guys think of that? Does that mean he's already fought Bane and he just now is using Bane's technology, like using his or, technology, or do you think that Batman is going to create Bane? I'm thinking that.
3: Uh, what i'm i'm thinking that batman bought this chemical off the dark web like it seems like that's how he amassed a lot of his stuff like building the Batmobile, like getting all those just tools. like the
2: riddler just like another the another connection you're
3: not we're, you're not the so same. different you and i um, <laughs> that's right yeah
2: <laughs> we both like to journal
3: um <laughs> and they both love riddles too batman was eating those up especially yes. the <laughs> cornfield one um but uh but yeah, I assume he like gets it off the dark web and Bane is going to exist somewhere else, which I would but- like to see a Bane. Like I know we, we literally just had Bane and I know we literally just talked about not having villains again, but uh, like a, a uh, respectful to like the, to the lore would like a Bane where he's juiced up would be pretty cool. Juiced up Bane. Juiced
0: up. Bane juiced he's up. He's like Bane, he, Bane's say. in there That's- and he's
3: doing the, and he's doing the, like the, the powder you do before you work out.
0: Pre-workout. Pre- yeah, he's got his pre-workout going. <laughs> he's got pre-workout well, I mean, going. <laughs> he wouldn't even need that. Yeah, what if he's he just, just really drug? No, no, no. He does. <laughs> the, what if he's he just, does the pre-workout? What if and if he like... he's
2: just really, really big. Like what if he's just our gym rat? <laughs> he's just a huge. He's just getting Arnold. It's not even go. that he takes. Yeah, not even that he takes steroids. You, he's all
0: like, you... oh, natural, baby. <laughs> U R L Rata Gimnasio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, and with that, I think we're going to bring it to our break. Uh, But stick around because when we come back, we're going to talk about our cool Easter eggs. We'll be right back.
1: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You will not believe the event that is coming to your local sports arena slash complex. It'll be the night of your life. That's right, a spectacle unlike any you've ever experienced. Something so novel and mind-meltingly awesome, the likelihood of needing professional therapy and possibly medication to offset the feeling of ennui in your boring average life is 10,000%. Please speak to your doctor before attending this incredible evening of pure entertainment. This deals into easily digestible sections that will nevertheless leave you feeling profoundly seen and heard in a way that surpasses the time your father first told you he was proud of you and the birth of your first child. (laughs) Before attending this event, be sure all your affairs are in order. And you've spoken to the important people in your life because it'll be the last time that they see anything other than you in a vegetative state because we have just experienced something so utterly complete. The only thing that you want to do is mull it over for the rest of your miserable and ordinary life. Tickets are $5 to the door and kids can in free. Be there and be amazed.
0: And we're back with riddle expert Anthony. We're going to talk about our cool Easter eggs now. Anthony, what you got? Um, uh,
3: I don't actually know if this is a connection like specifically, but this is something that I thought that was right. But the first guy that's like robbing the bodega in the beginning, he's wearing like a drop mask, right? Like the, yes. the drops are the drugs that they do. And it is very familiar or like definitely reminds me of the boogeyman from Halloween Town. Like the big wrapped in like, uh, yeah, like yeah, his yeah. like bag mask. And and like th- that's part of like the intro scene where people are scared to like look around the corner. So it's like he's in a boogeyman mask and he's like scared of Gotham's boogeyman, which is Batman. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah.
3: There you go. The
2: um Yeah, the on a on a scale of um fear, right? Like who's the most powerful, who's the most fearsome? It goes uh you know i don't know somebody in uh uh, jack skellington and then it goes to
3: the
0: boogeyman right Mm -hmm. and then it goes to batman Batman. and then like
3: freddy freddy krueger finds his way on that list like scary guys in the dark
0: Um, well john wick is on there tied with the boogeyman right oh yes he's the baba yaga he's the baba
3: yaga
2: equivalent he kills the baba yaga isn't he
0: no no he is is the the baba yaga Oh
2: no! no. Okay, Wait,
3: yeah, they call him the Babiaga because he's the guy you call to kill the boogeyman, right? Sounds sure like we need to rewatch that, John. Wick. I'm pretty
2: sure it's right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm gonna go with yes. Okay. Um, my other uh, Easter egg is that you can actually see the Riddler hiding out in his apartment across from the Iceberg Lounge, and that scene happens 30 minutes into the movie. Um, oh, and wow. then when and so what happens is is that's when uh, she's got batman's like uh contacts in and like that whole scene happens and she leaves the club uh to get in the taxi and then that's when the da gets got but uh this is right when hbo mid like froze on me and i couldn't and so i was stuck and so so i i knew i i already knew about the riddler thing like i wrote that down the scene i got stuck on was catwoman getting into her cab and the building across the street which the riddler's above like that coffee shop he's in all of the neon lights are go- are out except for one big letter R. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, that I was like, cool. I was mad that I was like, I can't, this is freaking frozen. Did I can't, like, why can't I watch this movie? And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> wait dude. a like, second. That's the big letter R.
0: <laughs>
3: HBO made it was like, don't miss this great, um, yeah, this great
2: Easter egg we have. HBO,
0: here. yeah, HBO Max for sure. We wouldn't even let you miss it if you
3: wanted Maximum
2: to. Maximum frustration. Yeah. Um, I only, I only have one Easter egg, and that is that the radaalada.com uh, mm-hmm. website actually does exist. Yes. Um, it's, if you go to it, it says, this domain has been seized. Uh, the domain for radaalada.com, um, and you are radaalada.com, has been seized by the Gotham Police Department. Um, pursuant to a seizure warrant issued by the Gotham city district court under the authority of the 18th USC. And it's got a bunch of like things that make it sound pretty official. And it's got a, a, a symbol that says, that says the city of Gotham police department. Um, and if you go down to the bottom, there's a bunch of links to various terms of service from Warner brothers. Um, but, um, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's got like a little, uh, question mark logo in the, and the little um, um Did thing? you
3: know that this website you had access to it prior to the movie released?
2: I did not know that.
3: So what so one of the promos for the movie, they the Rata Alata was like it was one of those things where um the Batman, I think it was their Twitter account, like tweeted a, had a bunch of tweets, and it was like each first letter of the tweet was like spelled out Rata Alata. And uh, you could go cool. to the website, and when you got there, it like asked you a series of riddles just like brought a did in the movie and then eventually when you get to the end like you answer all the riddles and then it says like this isn't over like i'll be back or something like
2: uh, that cool that's way cooler than what we have right now yes <laughs> so i figured i was like i was clicking around i even like inspected the elements and stuff to try to see if there's anything hidden in here but i didn't see anything so i'm glad you picked up on what it was yeah um that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh they do like flash the website at the very end of the movie. Um like right after the mm-hmm. credits go by. It's like it was a like, post credit scene,
0: right? Yeah. Very, if you very can brief. call it a post-credit scene, I stayed yeah. for it and after I saw that I was like, oh, okay, this is why Marvel is better. I
3: I had to pee so bad that I was like, It's not even worth the post credit scene. <laughs> I
2: I guess don't look like- up you guys don't look it up?
0: I During actually, I texted. I got a, I got a guy for 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 yeah. movies. So I texted <laughs> yeah. him. I was like, "Hey, is there is there a, a post credit scene?" He texted me back and let me know that there there was one. So I stuck um, around. I also have that same resource, and I saw the movie before this person.
3: So like, they were no help at all. And then you can when just I look, look it up. There's
2: web. Okay. Like hold so hold on up.
3: I feel like I'm being attacked here. Okay. <laughs> you I, are. I did look it up. I did look it up, and and. Pretty much like the first source I saw remember, had to pee really badly. It was the only thing on my brain. (laughs) Um, The only thing I saw was that like the real post credit scene was like the Joker Riddler scene. And I was like, okay, I've seen enough. And then went, went and peed.
0: but like i said this proves that marvel is still better than dc because you know we just got this little teaser for some website where marvel will show me a full trailer trailer. for multiverse of madness totally like not even canonically in this movie at all it's just a trailer i'm gonna see a million times on tv also so yeah thank you for that marvel Um, Okay. (laughs) I think that covers our Easter (laughs) eggs. And um, as we do at the end of every episode of Apple Chat, we will now deliver our ratings. As our guest, you'll go first. Anthony, what rating do you want to give to the Batman? I give the Batman...
3: Three severed grappling hook legs.
0: Wow. <gasps> what is that like? Where he tries to grappling hook some guys, but their legs just get ripped off. A hundred percent. He, oh, he, he the, especially the Riddler
3: goons. He like shoots it, and it has to pierce. Okay, because it grabs their leg, and then they're dangling from it, dude. They're a hundred percent. Their calves yeah. are just done. Wow. <laughs>
2: that's yeah. Well, he doesn't kill people, so that's okay. Right.
3: He just like
0: brutally disfigures yeah, them. Yeah, them that's that's fine
2: yeah
0: Uh, all right what about you Joey
2: I give this movie a motorcycle ride in the rain
0: nice definitely had to to think
2: about you know all my uh, problems I guess that's
0: a moody motorcycle rides in this film it sure is for uh for my rating I give this movie Riddler merch that you have to be a tier three subscriber to Riddler (laughs) on Twitch to get access to uh so Definitely a content creation <laughs> king.
2: That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> so um that is gonna do it for our discussion of the Batman. Uh Anthony, you're a riddle expert. You're a film analysis expert. Thank you for coming on Affable Chat to discuss this movie with us. Thank you for having me. I love being on Affable Chat so much.
2: We love having you.
0: Yeah. All right. Joey, what is next on Affable Chat?
2: Next, we are doing hot fuzz, and this time. May even be for real.
0: Yeah, we we actually are going to follow up on it this time. Uh, We're continuing our (laughs) Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, and we're going to be talking about Hot Fuzz as it is the second one in that series. And we already did Shaun of the Dead, so you can go listen to that if you haven't yet. Uh, But you'll have to wait for Hot Fuzz when we release that next. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And if you like this podcast, then tell your friends about it. All you have to say is, have you considered listening to Affable Chat?
0: You can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Affable Chat, or send us an email, affablechat at gmail.com
2: if you like the riddlers content you can check out our content on youtube it's called Affable
0: chat that's true we have a lot of overlap (laughs) with riddler fans so if you like his content you'll definitely like ours and if you like his live stream then undoubtedly you'll like our live stream on tuesday nights at 7 p.m eastern time on twitch that's twitch.tv slash affable chat that's going to do it for this episode for Affable chat i'm benjamin and i'm joey thanks for listening